You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 32 of the Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. You know, we usually, before, again, just to give people a peek behind the curtain here at the MN Corner, we have an elaborate planning system for the topics we're going to discuss during the course of each week's podcast. Yeah, we have producer meetings. Executive producer meetings, director and, meetings, talent and meetings, just meetings to, on top to, of meetings, meetings to have meetings. To make sure that everybody, you know, in keeping with our theme, the food at the meetings is good. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Just so you know, just to be clear. <laughs> but this week... Lots of smoked fish. Oh, and Popeyes. Mm. It's a weird combination, though. It's a weird combination. By the way, the Popeyes in my neighborhood is opening according to the interweb next week. By the way, yeah, last evening's edition of Undercover Boss, yeah, had a Popeyes. Really? Yeah. I didn't see it though. I didn't see it. I was flipping. So by. next, so next week, the Popeyes is opening in my neighborhood. Are you going to go heard, to the grand opening? You know, I heard that on the first day they're giving out free BMI. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> BMI test to everyone. The first hundred, the first hundred uh, customers get a free BMI test. We were we were living in Cairo when the first Hardee's there opened. Oh, I've never been to a Hardee's in my life. Oh no no, no. I think it was the, no, it wasn't the first Hardee's. It was the first Hardee's to open in the neighborhood oh. that I was. We were did living you, in. Did you ever go? No, the news media showed up. Balloons, really? cable service. It was a big deal. I heard Kamal Mubarak was there to cut the ribbon. Is that true? (laughs) He might have been. Those were the days of Kamal. So anyway, going back to the discussions of the planning sessions this week, you know, usually the show pretty much writes itself. I mean, you know, we're good at everything. Like the show just writes itself. And this week, week, we're kind of of at a loss. (laughs) So Stephen suggested... That we do the ultimate show about nothing. Just nothing. So we're not going to say anything. It's just going to be a half hour of nothing. We're going to see how long it's going to take before people <laughs> stop listening. Stop listening. All right, you ready? Yeah. Go. I can't do this. You're ruining the plan! <laughs> you can't have a show about nothing. And, and it really be about nothing. Yeah, we're not talking about anything this week. <laughs> I was all ready to talk about Uncle Fester going to Ukraine. I love the fact that you refer to Rudy Giuliani as Uncle Fester. Doesn't he look like Uncle Fester? And only our core demographic will know who Uncle Fester is. <laughs> That's, right. That's again showing our age over and over again. Although I feel like I was even on the young side for we uh, were right? yeah when we when we watched the Adams Family it was in reruns right exactly. Yeah. It was syndicated on, like, Channel 5. Yep. Channel 5. And it was on in the afternoons. It was weird. It was totally weird. I never really got into the show. Because <laughs> it was too it, freaking right? weird. Yeah, because back there was then, what else were you going to watch? There was only watch? four channels. 
I mean, I watched the shit out of Gilligan's Island. <laughs> right, which was on WBIX. And the Brady Bunch. I think Gilligan's Island was on Channel 5 also. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that. Brady Bunch too. Watch the hell watch the hell out of that show. Do you remember Yeah, go ahead, I'm sorry. Do you remember Bewitched? I did my sister was into Bewitched. Yeah, I was like I wasn't done down with it. No, because it was they, they, they kept they kept having the same. The lead characters kept being different actors and actresses. No, it was right? only it was only one. The husband they swapped. No, out the, really, the middle, it was just the husband. Just the husband swapped out a little yeah. Darren Durwood. Oh, God, Durwood. Yeah, I barely remember these things. So, yeah, but seriously, I, um, been yeah. Anyway, go on with with Uncle Fester. No, Uncle Fester was going to go to Ukraine and ask the new Ukrainian president a Jew. Yeah. Um, Bless to, I don't know, investigate or help them dig up dirt on Joe Biden. Can you exp- whole, what, I don't whole, get this. I don't, I don't get it. What's the whole thing with, with Ukraine and Biden? I have no idea. Mm. But, I, you know, the last time I checked, I thought okay. it was against the law against to the conspire law. with another country against our country. Is it not? Total exoneration. Hold on a second. Let me, let's back this up. I just want to make sure that I am understanding this because it's un- like, you know, everything is so haywire now that I'm not even sure what's up and what's down. So let's just, let's just back up. Is it or is it not against the law for a citizen of this country to conspire with the government of a foreign country against another citizen of this country? Is that legal or illegal? Well, that used to be an easier question to answer. If you say it depends, I'm getting off. (laughs) It used to be I would respond and say, absolutely, that is the law. However, however, despite um, apparent evidence that there was a conspiracy on, on the part of the president of the United States and others right with a foreign government um, right but that was to conspire against our election system well, right? against you, you our, make our against to conspire against the the, the, his the elections yeah against but that was to impact the election right i guess this would be the same thing though because know. they're looking for dirt on biden's son like yeah huh? i don't know i don't get it i think so I think Biden's son must have been somehow. I I I, I kind of skipped over it because I was like, oh, I can't take this nonsense. All I know is that Uncle Fester was going to go. So Joe Biden's younger son apparently was lobbying on behalf of Ukraine. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know. But so it's it you know it starts all over again. Let me and, just. Let me just back up for another second. There was a meeting in Trump Tower in the summer of 2016, if I'm not mistaken. The summer? Can you? I can't even remember the summer of 2016. What happened? We were so we were so young and innocent back then. We were like running around barefoot with flowers in our hair, and the world was a beautiful place. But I'm pretty sure that annoyed me at the time was how hot it was. Right. No, come on. We got annoyed by a lot more shit back then. No, was, but it's... See, I'm, we were annoyed by, like, when the Yankees would lose. November 2016, everything was perfect. 
Except the Yankees have more than World Series in the world. Food tasted better. <laughs> it's always about the food tasting better. <laughs> what else do I have? And nothing else. No, seriously. Okay, you're going back to the summer of 2016, and there was a meeting at Trump there Tower. There was a meeting in Trump Tower that was okay. attended by Uncle Fester. Donald Trump. Uh, Uncle Fester was there. No, Donald Uncle Fester Trump wasn't there. No, Donald Trump Jr. was there. Yes. Jared Kushner was there. Jared. And Jared. Was, was Paul Manafort in that meeting? Uh, yeah, briefly. There were other members of the Trump campaign in that room. Okay. And they may or may not have, or Trump may or may not have called his son during that meeting. No, I thought uh, I thought Trump or, wasn't at the meeting. No, he wasn't, but he called. There was a phone call. Don't yeah, you remember the, that? Wasn't there? Wasn't there a thing saying it wasn't? It actually wasn't the okay. Trump's actual Donald Trump's number. I thought I there was know. an investigation into. It turned out it was not his number. Okay, could be, but. Putting that phone call aside, so there are members of the campaign, including the son, the mentally challenged son of of the current president. That's Don Jr., right? Don Jr. He's the dumber one. Yeah. No, it's hard. Eric's dumber? That's not fair. They're both really fucking dumb. (laughs) (laughs) It's not fair to categorize. Don Jr. is the one with the really, like, stupid tweets and No, I think. They're both. I think Eric, believe it or not, is actually dumber. I mean, you talk about a race to the bottom, and we could probably have this debate for the next five hours to see which kid is fucking dumber. The daughter, it doesn't the daughter with Marlon Maples goes to Georgetown Law. Tiffany? Can't be a dummy. Unless they, she bought her way in, which is oh, yeah, nobody, unheard no, of. No, wealth, no child of wealth has ever what gotten wealth? into school. What well, wealth? Imagine. No wealth. There, was a, there, was a, there was actually an op-ed in the Washington Post I believe it was yesterday, um, in which the real fake news is that in the 1980s, Newsweek, Time, the New York Times, all wrote these glowing profiles of Donald Trump. Of his business acumen. And his business acumen. There was nothing he didn't touch that didn't turn to gold. He was King Midas. Meanwhile, the Times uncovered his tax return from the 1980s, and the guy lost more money than anybody else. Literally. He so is this number whole one. Thing about him being this successful businessman is a myth made up well, by gullible journalists, bought by gullible journalists, Ugh. and peddled by gullible journalists. But I don't think they made it up. So anyway, going back to okay. this meeting, if I'm not mistaken, the son, the mentally challenged son of the current president, was in that meeting trying to find out what representatives of a foreign government, what kind of information they had on their political opponent. Right. Yes, that is that is. Apparently, okay. he got wind that they had dirt on Hillary Clinton. Right, and, and he said, wanted to meet with them to discuss. If this is what I think it is, yeah, I'm in. That's so what he said. I, I guess. So I want to parallel that to what's going on right now. So okay. now, are they saying? Are these same people claiming that Joe Biden's son is somehow involved with the Ukraine? Is that what they're saying? I, I believe that's the case. Let me, let me, with the wonders of technology, I will it, find out. This is really confusing. Soliloquy, sir. This is very confusing to me. But yeah. I think this all goes back to whatever you're guilty of, blame the other person for. And that's what they do. This is just another deflection to get our attention away from the actual crimes committed by the Trump crime family. Uh, okay, so... I'm looking yeah. at the Washington okay. Post 
uh-huh. from yesterday. No, right. from today. This is this morning. This is, but this was not in the paper. This is online. On the, on the, okay. On the line. This was, this on the is line. the edition that was on the line. Okay. Um, Trump's interests during Ukraine investigation sows confusion in Kiev with a big picture of Uncle Fester. Okay. Did he, did, did Uncle uh, Fester dye his hair for this big meeting? He doesn't, I think he, doesn't he really has. Have any in this picture. Well, okay. it's got that so, inner circle increasingly focused on Ukraine as a potential tripwire for Joe Biden and Democrats. But what what is it? Like, what know. are they tripping over? What's the wire that they're tripping over? So it says Giuliani said Friday he was canceling a trip to Ukraine, which he was planning to push for investigations that include Joe Biden's son Hunter and his time on the board of a Ukraine gas company. Oh. Uh, this makes no sense to me. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm missing something. I don't know. But this doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Anyway, this is just deflection once again. But the fact that Uncle Fester thinks he can get on a plane and go to Ukraine and start pick, start asking for dirt on Joe Biden's son and nobody's saying boo is a little bit disturbing to me. Right. It's right. a little disturbing. I'm not going to lie, Stephen. It disturbs lie, me just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Meanwhile. I don't know. I mean, I guess. Wait. If one of you. Um, I don't know. Meanwhile. They're, they're, I don't, they're, no, the, the Ukrainians are like, what the fuck? How do you say that in Ukrainian? Um, I don't even know how to say like, that in English. We don't want to get dragged into this. This has nothing to do with us. Um, but now this is a non-issue. Ukraine is crazy corrupt. That's, okay. cr- that's why this guy is yelling in Zelensky won because he was so corrupt. So maybe they're, they're saying that Hunter Biden's involvement with the Ukraine gas company means that he was somehow huh. involved with. But again, this is just Ukrainian officials. This is just deflecting. Wait, corrupt officials. What? 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 This is just deflecting, though, away from the fact... Well, that's what you're saying. ...that his campaign is awash in corruption scandals. <laughs> like, that's all it is. This is a criminal enterprise. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's total paralysis in Washington because the executive branch has decided that the legislative branch doesn't mean squat anymore. And, and the Republican members... celebration. Hold on a second before we get to that. But the Republican members of the legislative branch seem to be abdicating their their role. Why, why are you surprised by any of this? I mean, I, I'm not surprised. I'm indignant. You're indignant. We're coming up I'm, on three years since the election. Yeah, but this is it, man. This is happening I in mean, slow motion. It's, this yeah, is fashion like, in come slow on. motion. When, when... Oh, we said all when along that this was going to happen. to appear before the House Judiciary Committee. When McGahn refuses to right. appear when, at the instructions of the White House. Does and it's allowed this, to happen. But it's allowed to happen. Does surprise you? This is like, yeah. we're having this argument um, at work about the, they want to designate the Muslim Brotherhood as a foreign terrorist organization. Right, as a foreign, okay. Okay, and so the argument against is that it doesn't actually meet the criteria of being a foreign terrorist organization. So and it's hard to... if you designate the Brotherhood, you're actually diluting the foreign terrorist organization designation. And so everybody's making very good arguments as to... And then there are a whole host of other arguments why the United States shouldn't do it. But right. I'm looking at people and I'm saying, it's going to happen. And the, of course it's going to happen. It's not going to happen. There are all these legal obstacles. It's like, since when do legal obstacles matter? This is I can't a political believe, issue. I can't country. believe... 
I can't the president that, wants it to happen, and they'll figure out a way to make it happen. I cannot believe that the professionals with whom you work have not grasped this by now. <laughs> it, was, it was it was not anybody. I wasn't talking. To, I was talking to colleagues outside the council. Even so, right? I was. I We're was, talking I said, about foreign policy professionals. You all think that the you know the legal arguments that people at the Treasury Department or the State Department or the intelligence agencies make regarding this that you think that somehow that this that's going to carry weight. Anyway, so I'm again, I go back, same thing. I'm surprised that you're surprised. That, I'm not surprised. That the Republicans, I'm, wait a second, the Republicans are enabling the president's willful disregard for the Congress's oversight powers right. as a co-equal branch of government. And right. Mitch McConnell has declared case closed. Right. I mean, that was like the least surprising news of the week to me. It's not surprising to me, but again, we knew this was going to happen. But now it's actually happening, so we need to get angry about it, which is different than being surprised by it. I'm not surprised. I'm I'm fucking pissed. (laughs) I'm pissed, man. And we got to do something because this is the only country we have. Regardless of what our our enemies will say, that we have dual loyalty, that's not true. This is the only country we have. It's totally not true, man. It's totally not true. I do have dual loyalty. I'm loyal to Popeyes. I'll admit it. <laughs> oh my god! You know, if, I'm lo- if we if you if you were stuck on an island, yeah, would you have a Popeyes or what? As your as your what, what would be? No, you'd would, be would dead. You Popeyes, Barney Greengrass, or like a pizza place of your choice. First of all, you got to eliminate Popeyes because you can't subsist. <laughs> On Popeyes. Can you Popeyes on a tropical island? I would die. You'd be dead in a week. <laughs> a week. A your week. blood pressure would go right, up. So you would have a freaking heart attack. Pizza place of your choice. That is a tough one. Mm-hmm. I would have to go. First of all, again, if you eat Barney Greengrass three days a week, <laughs> none of these are healthy options. No, you're going to be dead. Which I actually one do you think. I think. Oh, Barney which one? Grass. Which one would you want? Choice. Yeah, Barney Greengrass, hands down. Really? Yep. If I'm going to die by it, that's it. Yeah. I'm definitely down with the Barney Greengrass. I mean... Hold on. But... Wait. Bella Vista I, Pizza, Plainview, Long Island. I haven't been there. Really? But I need to clarify this. Yes. Since it's on the island and I'm on the island and nobody else is, do I still have to pay like 20 bucks each time <laughs> no, I get no, there? No, 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 no. Oh, then totally. <laughs> okay. Getting back to it. Um, so, anyway, anyway, yes. No, so, yes... Mad, but not surprising. Um, right. Not surprising. Now, you mentioned something about the 4th of July. Yes. Tell yes. me more. Tell me more. So, uh, the President of the United States, unlike, I think, every single one of his predecessors, as long as I, as, as best that I can tell, is deeply involved in the planning for the Capitol's 4th of 4th July of- celebration. Now, for as long as anybody can remember, yeah. the National Symphony Orchestra played uh, at, at, on the lawn of, the, of Capitol Hill. I thought the Beach Boys played at the mall every year. No. Um, there's, no? No. I, and I seem to remember Beach Boys out of the mall. No. Nah, I mean, there, there may have been, but, but the, the, the celebration is there's like the National Symphony Orchestra plays, yeah. invited guests on at Capitol Hill, so on and so forth. And then the, the, the mall from the Capitol all the way clear to the Lincoln Memorial 
Yeah. And then across the river, it was just lined with people. And they have, you know, a fireworks show, which is very, very nice. A beautiful, like, you know, wonderful, spectacular right. fireworks show. The President of the United States is not involved in this. People who have passes to the White House, White House staff, uh, journalists with hard passes, whatever, get to go and sit on the South Lawn and watch it. I remember I went once as a guest of somebody and uh-huh. sat on a blanket on the South Lawn and um, President Clinton and the First Lady came out uh, on the big porch on the, that overlooks the South Lawn. They waved at everybody and then they went back in. And then the fireworks happened every day. It's total, just really, just a fun day for everybody, yep. celebration. <laughs> and nonpartisan, nonpartisan. Right, because 4th of so July transcends right. politics. And so apparently, yes. President Trump uh-huh. is planning to move the fireworks to a different location so that he can give an address to the nation from the Lincoln Memorial. And oh. the fears are, and I think they're well-founded, that this yeah. will turn into a Trump rally and turn what had been a nonpartisan celebration of the country into a, a not, not even a partisan uh, rally, a but, rally. A, but a pro-Trump MAGA rally. Is it, is uh, it true? That, um, is it? Is it true that this rally is going to be held in Nuremberg, Germany? <laughs> I guess this is in lieu of in lieu of his military parade, so, right? Which he never, which he didn't get because it's too get. much, too much money. Well, I think it's then, more, it's more likely he'll get this. But anyway, so <laughs> I often, Lauren and I often go because going. my office has going. porches <laughs> that. We're, you know, we're a couple blocks from the mall, and so we sit out on the porch. We have a nice picnic, and we watch the fireworks from yeah, the from the porch of the office. And um, we're not going to go this year if, if, if this if this Hell no. turns into a a, a, a it's going to be an, it's going to be an alt right shit show. Yep, but it just it's just off mm. the wall that. Nothing can be a nonpartisan celebration of the country. The well, because has he's to, not this, he's not the, the president of the whole country. Is so out of control that he's going to have to make the July Fourth celebration in Washington D.C. About, about him. him, and now there's going to be a fight about it. There's going to be this huge fight. Well, anything to distract once again. Like let's distract from the real issues and let's focus right. on this ridiculous. Not, I mean, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's some aspect of distract about it, but I also think it's. I think it's a function of someone who just can. Yes, he's a complete allow. narcissist. Yes. Yeah. I mean, but so he's not, whether there's something to distract him or not, I think if there was nothing that was going on, if there was no right. Mueller report, there wasn't any of this controversy with Barr and contempt and Don right. Jr., we would be confronted with uh, the idea that the president had to make the July 4th celebration about him. There's no doubt. I don't disagree with that at all. Right. He is a malignant narcissist who has to make everything about him. It's very clear that he is not. He doesn't see himself as a narcissist. I'm a narcissist. You think? I don't think you're a narcissist. I don't. One, I don't think you're narcissistic, and two, I'm not sure that you're benign. Anyway, all right. It's very clear to me that he does not see himself as president of the entire country. He is the president of his base. Sure. And the rest yeah. of us can go pound sand. So they are, they do, they do all of this 
just to own the libs. That's all. <laughs> this is like government, like rule, libs, rule to own the, the libs. The libs freak out about this, so they, they get the satisfaction of owning. Exactly. So, they're saying I think there may be that's. I think that that comes second after the president's like, hey. This should be about me. I'm the president of the United States. I'm the king of Queens. Agree. It was shut out of things in the I, I, I agree. proof to everybody everything's about me. It's not enough that he's the president. Right. So, the, the owning the libs is a nice byproduct. Owning the libs is for, you know, Fox and Breitbart and stuff like that because there's going to be a freak out over it. Exactly. But for him, you're absolutely right. It's just a natural, like, hey, it's the 4th of July. And guess what? I'm the president. So I <laughs> maybe, am... <laughs> maybe he'll unveil his new design for Air Force One. On July 4th. <laughs> you know what? That is, that is reason enough to vote against the president because I think Air Force One looks really nice. I don't really need another reason to vote against the president. <laughs> All I'm looking for is the opportunity, which I'm not even sure I'm going to I'm not even sure I'm going to get this time around. Oh my God. I don't need a reason. I just need an opportunity. <sighs> yeah. So seems like we're going in a good direction now. <laughs> it's funny. We talked about this three years ago, right after the election. I can't two and a, two and a half me. years ago. It's when? not all going to happen at once. Right. right. Fascism you were, doesn't you were just... especially emphasizing that. that this, yeah. this was a kind of slow rolling... And this is where we are. It's yeah. moving slowly but surely in that direction. And the wheels, it seems like we're trying to push it to try to get, the, try to get it to stop. Not stop. I, I think we should reprieve some of those those episodes. We probably should. You we know? Would, we'll probably listen and be like, "Man, we were so naive. We had no idea. We had this vague notion that something was going to happen, but we had no idea what it was going to look like." Well, we also thought that at some point the Republicans might step up. Did we think that? Say, were you know, were look, we that naive? Here. And that but, the institutions would hold up, right? And you, as the institutionalist. Yes. No, that the institutions are only as strong as the people who are safeguarding them. Right. Well, this is, I actually, I just wrote something the other day in the context of Turkey is that it's not enough to have the institutions. You have to have people who believe in the norms around them. Right. Yeah. And it's obvious and it's clear that the Republicans who are running these institutions are more interested in their own power than they are in preserving our democratic you know, character. It's, it's, it's interesting because. I think that is uh, uh, abundantly clear that that people like Mitch McConnell have put party above country, um, and but they don't seem to they don't seem they don't seem like they're going to pay a political price. Now you, we were discussing this the other day, and you were saying McConnell's uh, poll numbers right. are very very low. I still don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna lose in this cycle. Probably not. Probably not. But so we're clearly in it. We've clearly moved in in to a place. In politics, where the expectations were people, people who thought that institutions and norms were, we 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 assumed they were stronger than they were. Right. Let's put it that way. And they're not. They're not. And the Constitution is only worth as much as the people willing to defend Invest it, invest in it, right, and give it meaning, right. And, and somehow, you and I were naively brought up with this belief. That everybody wants to protect the Constitution because it's a good document right. that makes and sense. Not only that, not only that, but we also came of age after the end of the Cold War. So even though everybody knew that 
Francis Fukuyama's argument that, you know, this is right. the end of history wasn't right. We never really had to fight for anything, right? Never. We, we grew up, you know, in the, the Cold War II. I still remember, you know, doing the duck and cover drills when I was in elementary school. But, but the Cold War came to an end while we were in college. Yeah, yeah. And the Soviet Union collapsed right after I graduated. You were still, I was still uh, in school. You were still in school. But, and so then it just seemed like, you know, democracy, this was, this was, this was, there was, was, no, there was no challenge to it. And right. you look at, all, you know, I was in graduate school, you look at all the data sets and you say, when democracy, when there's a per capita GDP at this level and a whole host of indicators that democracy yeah. is absolutely durable and that it, they don't fail. It may very well be that, you know, democracies don't, but they're much more vulnerable, it seems to me, than those data sets and, and our assumptions would suggest. Um, which I, is I, I one of the things that is actually <laughs> jarring for me as both an American as, as well as someone who's a political scientist is that these things that I learned or the things that innately I understood about my society don't necessarily – or they're not as true as we thought. Right. That's right, it. That's, that's it. right there is the key. What we thought were iron laws. Right. They're not. Yeah. They are not. And – you know, it, and that's why it's the really focus scary. On it's it's really scary. I, I really think that you know the hyper capitalism and the neoliberal economic system that has really become prevalent throughout the world is does not necessarily coexist well with democracy. Um, it, 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 certainly, you know, crony capitalism that is is it, it, it's a distortion of democratic institutions and norms that leads to things like crony capitalism. So you can make the argument that that is happening or has happened in this country. But I just want to go back to one thing. We yeah. brought up Mitch McConnell. Yeah. yeah. What concerns me about this ever growing field of, uh, president, democratic party presidential candidates. And in fact, Stacey Abrams yesterday, uh, at an event in Washington said that she wasn't ruling out a run, but she did rule out a run for, uh, a seat in the Senate and no way, shape or form can the democratic party's agenda move forward. As long as Mitch McConnell That's true. is the Senate majority leader. That's true. That has led some people to say, well, then we, they have to target Mitch McConnell. That's well, not what target, I think should be done. I think Mitch Senate. McConnell, regardless of what his poll numbers probably has, probably has Kentucky wired so that when it comes down to it, he'll win. But you have to elect more Democrats. And, but right, you right. have any number of Democrats, senators, you have Kamala Harris, that's one, Cory Booker, two, Kirsten Gillibrand, that's three, Michael Bennett, that's four. Who else in the Senate is running? Elizabeth Warren, Warren, that's five. Bernie Sanders, he's not a Democrat, but he votes, he caucuses right. with Democrats, that's six. Anybody else? That's more than 10% right there. Okay, so there you go. Those are seats that should be easily defendable. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, you're right. If you find people to run for those seats, you're right. So it seems to me that Democrats should be focusing on the Senate. Anyway, I, yeah, we talked about this last week, and I really think that a lot of these uh, presidential candidates are going to drop out sooner rather than later because you know, they're not going to get the traction that they think I they hope need. So. And then they're going to refocus. I mean, I've heard a few so people too. I know talk about that they that that they now miss the, you know, the old smoke-filled rooms where party bosses pick people. 
because they're concerned that 23 candidates, once Bill de Blasio gets right. in, will make it harder yeah. to for the party to, you know, yeah, you know, present listen. a coherent... In 2016, the Republicans no, have seven, right. then, 17 then candidates. That, counter- that, you know, someone will emerge from the field and be exactly. very strong. And they'll, and they'll just drop out. Like, a lot of these people right. are probably coming to the realization very... I know, I remember the Skywalker later. Yeah, it's like, it's not happening. Right. Anyway. anyway. All right. You know what? Considering we this show was really supposed to be about nothing, and I was <laughs> fully prepared to sit here for a half hour... Just quietly? In total silence, as a as a as a thought experiment, to see how long people would continue to listen, just waiting for us. You, unfortunately for us, you kind of ruined it in the first fifteen seconds when you laughed. You know, I've said this before. I can't I can't sit in the quiet car on Amtrak yeah. because I'm not, I just I can't be quiet. I'm in a little bit. All right, we're gonna have to figure this out for the next. All right. All right, everybody. So that's it. We're going to be on hiatus for uh, for a week. Yes, safe travels. Thanks very much. Bye, everyone. Uh, Thanks.